0: No Catch Up Chicago. What's up, my people? You are listening to No Catch Up Chicago. We focus on Chicago news first and everything else second. Weekly, the No Catch Up Chicago gang talks Chicago sports, culture, and avoids cornballs by any means necessary. It's done for Chicago and by Chicago. Listen up. Good day, Cubs fans. Good day, Chicagoans. Good day, degenerates. My name is Colin Saleh, and I am. The Bleacher Bully. I'm sure Sean's going to give me a nice 90-second intro as to who I am, but I'm not going to do much of that. Uh, A lot of you folks who are Cubs fans know by now that I am the source and the mandate for all things Cubs. Um, I stay in Wrigley as much as I can. I've breathed baseball, I've breathed Cubs, I've breathed grass and dirt for my entire life, I've played, I've played in college, I've played throughout my 20s, I've coached for over a decade, all different ages, and I'm going to give you some insight that you may not always think of, I'm going to give you some things to think about. Um, A lot of this stuff is going to be on the other side of popular opinion. Um, because I like to look at things a little bit differently. Um, the sport is not always what it seems. Um, and that's just the nature of the beast. Now, with any further, without further ado, let's get right into the real nitty gritty of why the hell we're here. Uh, the all-star break is over. The Cubs are playing today at Wrigley in St. Louis. The lowly shitbirds of St. Louis are coming to town. Fresh off of firing their manager, and they want to try to deal with the boys, the best slugging and the most efficient hitting team in the National League, the Chicago Cubs. Now the All Star Game over. Uh, we were all we all saw it. Uh, we saw Javi take Chris Sale um, hard up the middle to center field off a 99 mile power pitch to start the game. That's whole hum. That's whole hum for us. We we know what Javi has. Um, I've said it for years that Javier has MVP-type tools, and he's just starting to really scratch the surface. So it's no surprise to me, anything he ever does, he's the most elastic player I've ever seen. Um, the way he moves, the way his, his arms and, and legs you know, work hand-in-hand, hand. the rhythm in which his body gets himself into position, is it's just high-level stuff. Uh, we saw what Wilson did against uh, Blake Snell and... Mind you, mind you. Before I get off a of too too much of a tangent, Blake Snell and Chris Sale. These are two of the most intimidating left-handed arms, not just in the American League, in the entire league. There are very few humans in the world, humans in the world, who can do and execute and throw baseballs the way these two men do. They have the top two ERAs in the American League. It's a reason they're all-star pitchers. We don't care about that. We don't care about all-stars. Our young boys, our young 25-year-olds, they don't care. They will take your 98 and they all blast that shit over the wall. And we saw that. We saw that, of course, from young Wilson Contreras in his first All-Star game. On the first pitch he sees. No one wants to see the Cubs. And the All-Star Game was just a antithesis of what's to come. And it's an antithesis of a first half. For these two young players that marks their legitimacy for real. Javi and Wilson are two of the most athletically gifted baseball players you'll ever see. And we have them both. They're both hovering around that 290 range. They are both driving the ball the other way. Hard. Javier is leading the National League in RBIs. Do you want to know who the last player is to lead the league in RBIs under the age of 25? Willie Mays. Willie Bleepin Mays. So that speaks to what he's about. The strikeout rate was at 43% coming into the 2016 season. That's two years, F.I.R. two years ago. The kid was striking out at the highest rate possible. No, not anymore. Strikeout rate, 25%. Almost cut in half. Wilson, don't get me going about his defense. You see it every single day. You see it every single day. So, these kids are seriously just ready to flourish. Javier has 17 stolen bases on the season. 17. He hasn't been caught. He hasn't been caught. He's 17 for 17. Somebody, somebody out there listening to this, check that for me, please. Check that. Cause I'm pretty damn sure I'm right. I don't have any screens in front of me. I have a couple notes right here, but those for damn sure ain't in it. Base running notes are my forte. I just know how many bases Javi has swiped and how many times he's been caught. Never. Oh yeah, I forgot we had another All-Star. Sorry, the Cubs are just completely dialed right now. John Lester returning to form. Producing just quality start after quality start, leading the league in wins. 12-2, 12-2, with a very sturdy and very, 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 very beautiful 2.58 ERA. 2.58. That's fourth in the big leagues. It's fourth in the National League. And we need it right now. We need it right now. Because our ace, Hugh Darvish, he hasn't been there. Excuse me, not our ace, but our big-time acquisition fake ace. You Darvish, he hasn't been there. He's been hurt. He's been awful. He's been throwing balls. He's been walking guys. And he hasn't been there for, hell, eight weeks now with a bad tricep. Our other big time acquisition, Tyler Chatwood. Not sure where he was. Not sure, not sure if he can even pitch in our starting rotation. I'm not sure. Tyler's kind of dead to me at this point, to be honest. He's dead at this point. However, we have guys like Mike Montgomery, Kyle Hendricks, Luke Farrell, Jose Quintana, all formidable pitchers who can get the job done and who have gotten the job done. Our team ERA is three point eight. Our team FIP is four point six. And for you boys who don't understand what FIP is, let me give you a quick breakdown fielding independent pitching. This has gotten us through some tough, tough, tough offensive woes in the first half. We have collectively been in the top five of every pitching category for this entire first half. As a team, as a team, you can find the top stats, opponent's average, walk rates, Swing and miss rates. FIP. Home runs allowed. Innings pitched. Runs per nine innings. Left on base percentage. All of these, we are all over the top 5% of those charts. Just keep that in mind. We haven't even gotten to our offense yet. Our offense has been, honestly, some of the most consistent stuff I've seen in a long time. And it's also because we have guys who just don't care. We have guys who play with no fear. Albert Amora Jr. has been one of our more unsung heroes. Not just this year, but the last... Three years with what he's been able to do in a very limited role. Only 298 at-bats this year. That's 80 less than Javier has. He's in a platoon situation, so he doesn't play center field every day. But he plays the best center field in the National League. A career 303 hitter, having a career first half at three 319, slugging nearly 500 with the OPS... Sitting comfortably at 795. Now, for some of y'all who don't know OPS, on base plus slugging. So they take the amount of times you hit, you get a hit that's more than one base, and they multiply that by the amount of times you actually reach base, and they put that number together. It's a very, very, very solid, quick measurement. We wouldn't be where we are without Albert. His defense. Ballistic. His arm, amazing. It's interesting because he's kind of fat, too. Like, have you seen Albert? Albert's got a fat head. Albert doesn't have much of a jawline. You know, he's kind of a thicker guy. But damn, he moves. Damn, does he move. I don't know how Theo and Jed put this team together. It's, uh, It's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. And you have our two best players. We talk about we talk about them for a second. Our two best players, Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo. They would love to forget the first half of this season. They would love to forget the first half of this season. Chris is hitting a very very generous two eighty with an on base percentage of three eighty four. Mind you, his MVP year. 2015, or was it 2016, excuse me, the on-base was over 400, way over 400. Tony Rizzo, my boy Mike wants to trade Tony straight up for Jose Abreu. I I told him he's high. He's drunk and high for thinking that. But he's got a point because this season it's been awful. It's been awful for Tony. Batting below 250, on-base below 350 slugging only a mere 407 not ideal One Saber metric that I do find value in is the weighted runs created plus it is a pretty much a standard deviation of How many runs you create for your team? Um, I'm not going to get into the details because it'll take me 35 minutes however The league average is one hundred, and Tony is right at one hundred. It's the lowest on our team. The second lowest is gonna be Jason Haywards, and he's hitting two eighty five and his on base is amazing. Damn near three ninety. And for a guy who hasn't been hitting at all since he put on a cover uniform, seeing two hundred eighty five is just beautiful. It's beautiful. The point is, these guys have picked us up. These guys have picked us up, and they're going to continue to pick us up. And the fact that we're leading the division over those lowly, shitty Brewers, and our two best players can't find a groove yet, it's a wrap. It's an absolute wrap, and no one has a chance. This is a championship team with young players that are finally scratching into their primes that have already won a World Series. And our two best players are playing like ass. No catch up, Chicago. Now, as the second half begins, there are some things that we need to discuss. Uh, The Cardinals will be here for a four-game set starting today. And I'm not sure what to expect from them. They are fresh off the uh, firing of their manager who needed to be fired a long time ago because he's a clown, Mike Matheny. Um I was telling somebody the other day, I was actually telling my boy Nolan um, out, in, out in Denver, who's a huge Rockies guy, that you can only have a couple ridiculously sickly competitive psychos who are former catchers manage teams. Not everybody can do it. We have one of them. Joe Madden was a former catcher. Long-time coach, but definitely is a sicko at heart, but has a different approach. A different approach. Understands men. Understands personalities. Maffini never did that down in St. Louis. And uh, he's paid the price, and he's done. We're going into this, this lovely, awesome break. Or series, I should say. Excuse me. It's getting a little bit late. We're going into this break fully loaded. We got Carl Carl Edwards Jr. back off the DL. Albert Don was on the DL for a quick second with a little flare-up in the lower half. We got Lester, Hendricks, Montgomery. The whole squad is loaded. And we're not going to back down. We're not going to back down. The Cardinals are going to be feeling rejuvenated. They are. They really are and as we get into this back half of the season, we sit a comfortable seven and a half games in front of them but I still don't want to take them lightly. this stuff never ever works out. You have to take these things seriously you have to you have to take what they what they present you can't you can't call the Cardinals a rollover no matter how many games you are ahead, these are the Cardinals. They're going to give you their best shot. Marcelo Zuna is starting to swing the bat a little bit better. Their big-time acquisition. Uh, The day after they fired Matt Matheny last week, our old hometown boy, Dexter Fowler, was able to hit a home run. He's hitting 190 this year. Who knows? Maybe he gets hot. He's comfortable at Wrigley. He gets comfy at Wrigley. I don't want Dexter to get comfy. I don't want that. We need to come out and really step on their throats. Our bullpen has been awesome. They're going to stay locked. Brandon, uh, Justin Wilson starting to really throw fastballs with command. Um, hopefully Morrow can stay healthy and keep producing those saves. Uh, our long guys have been solid. c really solid from the right-hand side. Duncing, not too shabby either. They're going to have to get some big outs this weekend, period. They're going to have to get big outs because the Cardinals are not going to play with us. They want to win. They're mad. And we're going to have to expect their best punch. There will be nothing that will make me happier in this world than to see Cardinals bleed everywhere this weekend. I don't want to take three out of four. I want to take their hearts out. I do. Sorry. I don't want them to survive this weekend. If we go in here and sweep the Cardinals, which we have a damn decent shot of doing, Hendricks starting things off tomorrow, or today I should say, excuse me, he's going to be ready, coming off two very, very good starts. His best start to the season after a brutal first half. His best start to the season. He's going to come in looking to lock these boys down. And if we take three or four, we're going to separate on a double-digit scale from the Cardinals. We're going to separate double digits. We are. And I want it. I want to be up 10 games. I want it to knock them completely out of the race. I do. We're going to be back. We're going to be back, folks. I'll be back every week. You're not going to you're not gonna get away from me now. The bleacher bully is here to stay. Cups forever.